So I've got a question for you. Do you live for the weekend? Are you finding yourself saying TJ, TGIF? Um, or are you living for the week? Some of you are like, I love my job. I love my school so much. I can hardly wait for Monday morning. Some of you might be that way. Which are you? Living for the weekend or living for the week? Well, can I just kind of tell you, though, that even just living for the weekend, that thought of like, I can just hardly wait till Friday so I can live for the weekend. Or, you know what? I love my job and I love, you know, just doing an excellent job. You, you could easily fall into this trap of the routine of living for the paycheck, getting through life, living for the weekend, living for the week, and thinking that that is the way to live and realize that actually is a death trap. It's actually a death trap. And I'll tell you why very shortly. I'll tell you why very shortly. Because in itself is not wrong, but there is so much more to life than just living for the weekend, just living for the week, just living for the paycheck. So in Galatians, we, we realize that, um, I know some of this might feel like a little bit of a repeat, but, but Paul himself, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the uh, book of Galatians to the church in Galatia, um, which is in Turkey, modern-day uh, Ankara, which is the capital city of Turkey, um, begins to kind of say, guys, if you just remember, it's not about living for your flesh or living for the law. It's really about Christ came to give you freedom. Can you say freedom? Freedom. freedom. In verse 1 of chapter 5, it says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And the yoke of slavery that he goes on to talk about is the slavery of either the, what flesh is going to do to you or the slavery of the law. We've talked a little bit about that, but let's just talk about that. So if you're thinking about, if you're a Christian living for the law or for the rules, that is wrong thinking. Galatians tells us this. And so often it's so easy to follow a rule as opposed to being in a relationship. But, but by walking by the law, you'll always be judged by the law. We know that from Galatians 5.3. Paul tells us this. I testify that every man who accepts circumcision, circumcision that's really kind of like, hey, the ceremonial law, you got to keep the law, that he is obligated to keep the whole law. So basically, you want to live that way? Fine. But guess what? You're going to be judged by all the righteousness that you think you're trying to live up to. <laughs> then he, you can either live by the law or you can live by the flesh. But here's the thing. What flesh will do to you, it always imprisons you. Like, in other words, living for, we'll go into the list. Paul goes into the list. What's the flesh mean? We'll get there. But it will always mock you and imprison you. Living for your own fleshly desires, it will eventually, that sin will mock you and it will imprison you. All right, Galatians 5, 19. You're saying, what is living for the flesh all about? This is what it's all about. Starting in verse 19, chapter 5, verse 19, says this. Now, the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness. 
Oh, lost my place. Where are we? Drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let me just, I'm going to go through each one of those. It's like, really, Mark, do you need to go through all those? We got the point. But I think sometimes it's to have some definition around them puts you in the story. And by the way, before I run this list, oh my, my life has been in those parts of that list before. So I'm not here to bring any kind of judgment on you at all. I'm just realizing that when I lived that way, it brought um, bondage in my life. It took away my freedom. And remember, Christ came to give us life and life in the full, right? John 10.10. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. Oh, abundant life. And, and I think sometimes we could either, we, we live as if um, we're just living to, to be saved, to experience salvation and go to heaven. But realize when he says, here we go, you won't experience the kingdom of God. I truly believe is so clear in the word of God that the kingdom of God is to be lived here and now. Now, we, we're not living in the perfection of it because we will die and we'll spend uh, we'll go to heaven. But I do believe the kingdom of God, the, the essence of what the kingdom has for us, is to be lived here and now. So he says, you're going to live this way. You're not going to reap the fruit of what it is to live for the kingdom. Okay, so here we go. So let's go into the living for the flesh. Sexual immorality. That means sleeping together if you're not married. Impurity. That means looking at pornography. The thoughts you have lustfully when you, like, see that person or... Guy or girl walking like, I want some. You know, I don't ever do that, but some of you might. <laughs> Sensuality, the way you dress. You know, girls, the way you pose for your, for your photos is like, oh, look at me. Right? See? See, I'm not that naive. I'm not that naive. Okay sensuality, the way you dress, the photos you post, idolatry, that's anything that comes before your relationship with God. Sorcery, that's dabbling with witchcraft or mediums or horoscopes or new age practices. Amnity is writing people off. Strife, bickering and fighting. Jealousy, wanting someone else's life or stuff. You're not content with what you have. Fits of anger, that those outbursts of anger, rivalries, you just love to keep the battle going. You just want to keep the battle going. That's a rivalry. Dissensions, you bring uh, conversations down to ungodly places. You will have a conversation, you enter it, and you descend into places that you shouldn't be going. Dissensions, divisions, you break relationships and are always looking for a fight. Envy, you can't celebrate when somebody else succeeds. Drunkenness, that's like not being sober with drugs or alcohol. Orgies, like wild parties. So, could you find yourself in that list? And if you can, all it means is that's a part of living for the flesh that you haven't found freedom in yet. Now, remember, living that way will eventually mock you and enslave you. There's no judgment in it. It's just the reality of what is going to happen the longer you live in those areas. But you, he's saying, I came for your freedom. You don't have to partake in these things because it's not going to give you life. 
It's going to enslave you. And he says, you won't actually inherit the kingdom of God, and we're going to talk about what's in the kingdom of God here in a moment. So here's Paul. It's not an exclusive list. It's not a full list, but he starts to go on. Here's the things of what it looks like when you live for the flesh. Then later he says, no, but I actually want you to live for the spirit. You're not living for the weekend. You're not living for the flesh. You're not living for the law. You're not living for the week. You're not living for the paycheck. You're actually living what life is going to give you is being in relationship with Jesus and start living for God in his kingdom. So what is that? I don't know what that is. I would do it if I knew what it was. (laughs) I'll help you. That's what I'm here for. All right, but no, we're to walk by the Spirit, which brings life and purpose. So here's the thing. So I have an, a um, small apple orchard, um, and I've got peach trees, and I've got a pear tree, and uh, a partridge. No, <laughs> no, I don't have a partridge, <laughs> um, but I do have a pear tree. So um, if you came to my property now in the middle of winter, you might not know what each of those trees are. But if you came in the summertime and you saw the fruit on those trees, you would know what that tree is. Actually, you know, you can tell a tree by its fruit, right? And by the fruit of your life, we will know what you're living for. Galatians 5.22. He tells us what the fruits of the Spirit are. Galatians 5.22. After he goes through this whole list of living, it means what, what it means to live for the flesh, he then goes on to saying, but this is how you live for the Spirit. Well, it'd be evidence the fruit of the Spirit is this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So he goes on to say, let's instead, living for our flesh or living for the law, let's live for the Spirit of God who dwells inside of you. And it will be evident. So you're saying, okay, did I find myself in any of those lists of living for the flesh? Maybe. How about, did you find any evidence of living by the Spirit also in that list? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And in those things, there is life. Would you ever regret that you had self-control in an area? Would you ever regret that? Would you ever regret when you actually acted kindly to somebody? Would you actually regret if you were patient? See, all of these things, there's no regrets. There's no shame. There's no uh, hardship. It's freedom, and it's life-giving. It's life-giving. But it doesn't come naturally, right? Our flesh, Scripture tells us that we... Our natural inclination is towards sin, which is living for our flesh, living for ourselves. But it, but it's, it tricks us because it seems fun for a moment, and it tricks us, and then it enslaves us, and then mocks us. And then we realize, okay, no, there's a better way to live. 
Not living for the weekend, not living for the week, not living for the paycheck, not living for the law, not living for the flesh, but living for Jesus in his kingdom. Living for Jesus in his kingdom. Living for the spirit of God that dwells inside of you. Well, Paul then goes on to say, and he kind of sums this up in, in this way. He says, now, this is how I want you to live. Because I think sometimes we, we struggle with saying, okay, how do I apply this? And he kind of goes in here in chapter 6, some really practical applications. And he says, hey, if you find somebody who's uh, bound in their sin or by the law, just, can you just gently bring them back to a place where life can be found? So that's really practical, right? So it's not only do we live in a way seeking after God and his spirit, but he's saying, when you find somebody who's entrapped in, in a way of living, so there's that gentleness. Bring them back gently into a relationship, that, they, that freedom that God made them to be. But then he goes, hey, by the way, when you're going and trying to rescue somebody, don't get sucked in yourself. Right, like those people, like, well, I just want to be at the party, right? Because I won't really partake. I just want to be a witness for Jesus in that party. Well, if you can, and God, the Spirit of God's leading you, go for it. But if you're doing it just because you know you're kind of like, I want to play in both worlds, watch out. Galatians six one it says, yeah, yeah, make sure, watch yourself, make sure you don't get sucked back in. So self control. Then he goes on to say in Galatians six two is like. And by the way, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. When's the last time you found somebody that was burdened and you decided to pick up some of that weight of their life? Because that's living according to the Spirit. It's living according to the Spirit of God that dwells inside of you. I mean, sometimes you have to be patient with somebody, right? You're, you're bearing with them. You're patiently going through this process with them. And then Galatians 6, 4 really sums it up. This Realize that you're a work in progress. <laughs> you still have things in your life. You can't get conceited about this journey. The moment you start thinking you have it all together, watch out. <laughs> watch out. None of us have it together. We're all on this journey together with our focus on Jesus, with our focus on living for the Spirit, which gives us life, and then also it says in Galatians 5, 6, 5, it says, we all have to take responsibility for our own actions. So before you get too crazy on trying to point out things in people's lives, right? That was the message of the hypocrite. Like you're pointing your finger at somebody, but you realize you got three fingers pointing back at you. We all have to take responsibility for our own actions, but I think this is where it's living by faith. It's like, I'm not there yet, Lord Jesus. I still have these failures in my life. I still have these shortcomings. I still have these struggles. But by faith, Jesus, you're going to deliver me. You're going to set me free. I'm going to live free. I'm not going to live under that yoke of slavery, under that bondage that my own doing, my own sin. You've got to take a responsibility for some of these things. But that's also living by faith, of saying that, that I believe that Jesus can do this great work, but I have my part to play in it, which is to, I walked myself in it, and by Jesus' help, he's going to help walk me out of it. 
Then he goes on to this one little um, spiritual principle. It's a, it's, a, it's a principle just like gravity. If you have your Bibles, Galatians 6, 7 through 8. I'm just kind of summing up his last little thoughts here. Because he really does talk about this whole idea of law and flesh and then living by the Spirit. But he, but he sums up this, this idea with a law like the law of gravity, right? If I were to take this and, and drop it, what happens? It's going to fall. It will at 100% of the time. The law of gravity. There's also another law. It's a law of sowing and reaping. Paul talks about this. He says, Whatever you sow, you'll also reap, and you will reap what you sow. So he says, if you sow in the flesh, guess what? You're going to reap the bondage and the slavery that sowing in the flesh happens um, to give you. Same way, if you, if you sow into the law, you just get all legalistic, and you sow in there, guess what? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to judge you and bind you to the things of the law, But he says, if you sow into the things of the Spirit, you sow into faith, you sow into um, the things that Jesus Christ would have you to live and walk in, then all of a sudden you're actually reaping life and freedom. So, I think I just want to sum this whole book up in a really clear way for you. Because I think sometimes we can get lost. Okay, flesh, law, we got that, living by the Spirit. But like practically, what does that mean? Yeah, you can say, am I living for the weekend? Am I living for the week? Living for my paycheck? Or am I living for Jesus? But again, practically, what does that mean? The Bible says that the law is summed up in these two things. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus made it simple for us. He's the one who said that. He says all these things are summed up in this way. So if you're thinking about how do I take Galatians and apply it to my life, it's saying, how do I love God with all of my mind? That means I have to be thinking about him. How much do you think about God? With my strength, how much energy and strength are you giving towards your relationship with the Lord? In your heart, are are you in love with God? Do you have a relationship with him? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's, so I, I, here, here's the thing. <laughs> all you have to do is as yourself. It says equal, 50-50. So all the time that you think about yourself, you just have to divide that in half and say, I got to think about other people the same way. <laughs> right? As yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the people around you as yourself. How much time? I was thinking about that because I was the one who kind of putting this together and I'm thinking, wow, I really do spend a lot of time thinking about my life. Planning my future. By the way, there's nothing wrong with planning your future. 
By the way, if you've never taken, talking about planning your future and having things together in order, if you've never taken Financial Peace University, the church has bought a subscription of Ramsey Plus to anybody. You can go on the app and download that. It's amazing. It gives you access to the class. You can't join it now, but for the spring session, the, this class is knocking it out of the park, by the way. I'm so proud of them. But you could get legalistic about that too, but you could also just think about my life and how do I get my stuff together and how do I, but it says love your neighbor, care for your neighbor, think about your neighbor like you think about yourself. But that's a 50-50 deal. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. All of this is summed up in these two simple things. So when you leave here today, when you think about the book, of Galatians, you're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop living for my job or my school. I'm going to stop living for the weekend, but I'm going to start living for Jesus and others. And start living for Jesus and others. That sums up, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now you will go to school. You will have work. You will have a weekend that you should have fun at on the weekend. I'm not saying that, but if that's what you're living for, <laughs> you won't have the life that Jesus has intended you to live. That's what Paul was, was saying. He's saying, guys, can I just remind you what it is, why Jesus went to the cross for you, to set you free. Free from the bondage of sin, free from the works of your flesh. And he wants to put his, when he ascended to heaven, he put the Holy Spirit on earth that gives us the ability to have him in our life to empower us. <laughs> I, love, I love Paul, though. Paul's a little feisty in this one in Galatians. He's talking about this whole circumcision thing. It's like, guys, why are you putting the yoke of slavery on people? It's not about circumcision. Then he goes, I just wish they would emasculate themselves. <laughs> he writes that right here. In case you don't believe me, get in your Bibles. That's true. 5, verse 12. He was pretty bold in that statement. I wish they'd just cut off their man parts. <laughs> oh. But I think that's, that passion is what we need to hear sometimes. It's like, we're living for the wrong thing. Let's wake up. We're living for the wrong things. I, I want you to live for the places that give you freedom. And give you peace. Because living where the Spirit of God dwells richly in you, you will have love, you'll have joy, you'll have peace, you'll have patience, you'll have kindness, you'll have goodness. And that's so attractive to the world, isn't it? You'll have self-control, which means you're not pulled by just the fleshly desires that you have. And there you will find life. So if anything I want you to hear today is that Jesus didn't come to put rules on you. Jesus didn't come to give you just permission to live the way you want either because he just says, I know that's going to hurt you. It's going to put you in bondage and slavery and your sin's going to mock you and enslave you. But Jesus came to give us life and life in the full. He came to give you hope and a future. He came to pour his love on you, to be in relationship with you, 
And so you can live this kingdom of God life here and now. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching. Thank you.